Hello everyone and welcome to ReCW on Sports Arena, your weekly look into the world of extreme. This week we are looking at none other than ECW episode 97, back in the 28th of February 1995. My, my, my. Um, I am Paul and I'm joined as always by Jay and Griff. How are we doing Jay and Griff? Good, thank you. <laughs> Jay? February 95, it was a good year. It was a good year. Good month. wonder if the ECW episode will stand up to it. I'm sure parts will be alright. Um, yeah, if you haven't listened before, we do ECW Hardcore TV from episode 1 all the way to 401. Obviously, we're in 1995 at the moment. And we start off with highlights. Of Paul Lario, Oreo, um, getting choke slammed by nine one one. Very weird videos like graphics. Yeah, I made reference to this later on, but might as well bring it up now. Just remind me of Saved by the Bell. <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> did. Um, yeah, it's a bit weird. It's just like they thought if we show a video packagey random effects, then um, maybe we can get away with showing the same clip again. Well, yeah. Of this guy who we sort of bigging up, but we're going to keep showing him getting beaten up every week. It's kind of weird. He's he's like, he's just evil Mikey Whipwreck. Yeah, is that the same much. character about he can't sort of beat anyone? He's just getting beaten up, but this guy is like the evil version of it. Like, ah, oh. and they're still going to go with the gimmick that he's a giant. Yeah, that that's not getting old. He is a giant. Damn it! God damn it! Man's a giant. Um, we then get a promo by Jason and Oreo Cookie. Yep. Anyone pick up anything decent from this? Jason's suit was nice. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't know if he was wearing a turtleneck or he was wearing nothing under his suit. I couldn't work out if he had a turtleneck on or not. I've tried to find him all over social media and I can't. I just wanted to just see if he wanted to have a chat. <laughs> How do you like my podcast? <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> How do you like my ECW review? <laughs> Just play that at the end of every episode. He was a giant of a man. Um, so, yeah, so they had quick words. They went to Raven and Stevie highlights. This definitely felt like Saved by the Bell. <laughs> yeah, this went on a little bit. When I wake up in the morning. Do you know what? I haven't really had a massive issue with the overdubbing music in ECW. But um, Raven's it could be a deal breaker for me. It's um, an interesting uh, choice of song. Especially when they could have just used his like WWE theme. Or his WCW theme. Or... Well, WCW they couldn't. They would have overdubbed that because that was the Evenflow ripoff. Not Evenflow ripoff. The um, Nirvana ripoff, wasn't it? That would have made sense using his WWE theme, though, surely. Cause, well, because if you watch Nitros, any old Nitros, Jericho comes out to break the walls down. Oh, does mm. he? Yeah, they've edited a version of that without the countdown. It just literally 
kick straight in. I'm not surprised they haven't done the same with Raven. Well, if they they've got themes for like pretty much all of these, like Sandman could just come out to his WWE theme, Tommy Dreamer WWE theme, you know, Cactus Jack just come out to Cactus Jack theme. No one one could just be like someone dialing a phone. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. You know, what's your emergency? <laughs> I kind of like what they do with the baldies later on. Yeah, and they'll probably come out to not that. So the bit that we're going to really struggle with the overdubbed themes is uh, when uh, the gangsters are in full flow. Oh, yeah. No, you've never seen the gangsters, have you? No. Basically, they they were known for New Jack or Emmy stuff at the time. Their music plays throughout the whole match. Just oh, really? Yeah. So it'd be um, Natural Born Killers would be playing in the arena the whole time. Are they like so, a big deal? Are they around for ages or? Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd say pretty much. And you get to meet them fairly soon. Yeah, I was gonna say pretty much in like three weeks until the end. And their gimmick is their music's always playing while they're wrestling. Uh, the gimmick is they're basically bad motherfuckers that keep the shit out of people, but their music yeah, so... keeps playing the whole game. Oh, so it's like the enemy. <laughs> um, so New Jack um, uh, appears in a wrestling documentary where he explains his three justifiable homicides that he's been managed to get away with. Um, and then there's also the mass transit incident that we'll get to at some point, I'm sure. Uh, so... Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're like Public Enemy, except they're not. Eventually we'll get to Vic Grimes. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so there's... Yeah, so he, he has some fun. Oh, we can get to the stories of uh, New Jack... Uh, the alleged stories of New Jack and Terry Runnels. Oh, I believe that. Oh. Because they're fucked up. Allegedly. The stories are fucked up. Whether the stories are true or not, I don't know, but the stories are fucked up. But it's all right, because I'm saved by the bell. Google it, people. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so we're saved by the bell, and this is going on. We then Not get so highlights. Shut up. We then get highlights of the feud between Cactus Jack and Sandman. Saved by the bell yes. star. Saved by the bell star. This think... is the point where I started fast-forwarding it a little bit, because I'm like, I think by this time we're like seven minutes in. I was like, okay, are they just to keep showing me highlights and the answer is yeah yeah pretty much so we get highlights and we get a quick promo um with sandman and woman where they say find out what we have in store for you tonight they'll be smoking oh that's a tease yeah i thought the smoking guns were going to come out we'll come to that later bang bang they could have done double bang bang off exactly bang 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 um, interview with Raven and Stevie Richards. Um, the crowd, absolute shit on this. <laughs> uh, Tommy Dreamer comes out and challenges Raven, and Raven says he won't fight back, so Tommy won't fight. Told him to cross the line. Stevie said he was in a rock club the other night, and he got beaten up by two guys. And um, Joey made a shit joke. Um, the crowd started chanting, boring, over and over. He reintroduced... The Broad, the Broad Street Bullies, which is Stretson and Hotbody. Stretson, also known as Hipman. And they are here to serve yes. Raven and beat the crap out of Tommy Dreamer. 
Are they part of his flock? Are they like here to like stay for a little bit? No. This isn't the this isn't the start of like the flock or whatever you want to call it in ECW. ECW is called the nest, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of the first nest, but I don't know if it officially. But I don't think these are in it. I don't know. I don't know if they're in it for any length of time, but I guess we'll find out. They're all part of the nest. Let's watch and find out. Generation X. Yes, they are. They are very thrilled that Raven is the voice of Generation X, and therefore they want to uh, to to come down and do stuff. Fight him. Come out and play. Fight, fight for him. We have a fucking nine music. Um, yeah, so Tommy Dreamer comes out and attacks Stevie Richards. Old hot body and stretches and then get in the ring. He has a, he has a weird stare down with Raven in the corner. He brawls some more. And then Raven snaps and just jumps in and attacks him. And it's just... all a little bit weird because they pick up like the bullies to be like, oh my God, they're back, they're back. But yet Dreamer can shrug them off. Obviously, there's three times where... He goes to attack Raven, and Raven doesn't hit back. And every time he's pulled away by the three, but yet Dream is still able to kind of shrug the three off. So this formidable tag team, like ex-NXT tag team champions, are back. Just kind of like... Ex-NXT? Tag team champions? Just NXT, so ECW. Okay. ECW tag team champions, and they're just shrugged off, and I thought it was a little bit like, oh... I mean, they weren't champs together, were they? Yeah. They were tag team champions, weren't they? I know they were both tag team champions, but were the Broad Street Bullies champions? They weren't known as that, but them two together were champs. I'm sure they were. Yeah, I thought they were. Weren't they with Hunter Q? Yeah. And they had like... So um, I know that Hot Body was there with the Suicide Blondes. No, I thought it was a champion before Suicide Blondes. And Stetson was with Winters. Let's find out facts. Well, I'm just impressed I can remember the name. Uh, all I remember, the only reason I can remember the name is because of Griff saying Winters is coming. <laughs> uh, just check it. ECW Tag Team Championship. I'll find out. That's what I was just searching it. Because they'll be towards the top. Super Destroyers. <laughs> Stetson and Winters, yeah. Suicide Blondes. Which is Hot Body. Super Destroyers, Suicide Blondes. There they go. Candido, Hot... Hot Body and Michaels. Then it was Vacated. Dark Patriot, Eddie Gilbert, Vacated. Johnny Hot Body and Tony Stetson. Bloodfest 1. Awardman, Eddie Gilbert, no show at the event. And they were defeated oh. by Tommy Dreamer and Johnny Gunn. Bang, bang. November to remember. So the tag team champions, because they were given the tag team championships after Eddie Gilbert left ECW. They were given it and they they had it for 43 days. Yeah, on an event that we didn't remember. Which we really regret. To be fair, it was part one. I mean, everyone was talking about part two. Oh. It's part two. Um, Yeah, so they're back. And they sort of then have a brawl, which everyone's looking at this like this will be Tommy Dreamer's highlight of the show, and it's not. <laughs> it's not. He's not. He's he's back later on. 
Um, they show a queue of people trying to get into the ECW arena. But you can buy the ECW season ticket. And I thought that's like a progress do. I wonder if I got the idea from. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Get an ECW season ticket. Would you get an ECW season ticket, Griff? Only if I could be at the front, but I think all the seats are taken. It's getting there early. Yeah. I wouldn't. It's a long way to go. Do I get to see all the interviews? It seems like it's only that on TV. You can see Joey so Styles moment... trying to find a seat, walking out disappointed and going, oh. Maybe this is how Joey Styles gets a seat. I mean, he could just get a season ticket, couldn't he? Yeah. I mean, for, for like a season, however long that is, he wouldn't have to worry about finding a seat. He'd have one. Yeah, how long is a season in wrestling? A year, I guess. Well, I know for like WWE, it'd be Mania to Mania. It's usually a season. So would you get the Raw after Mania until the next WrestleMania? Yeah. Okay. I'd say, I'd say that unless they do seasons, they could divide seasons by it. could be WrestleMania to SummerSlam, SummerSlam to Survivor Series. It could be like the four seasons, which is now the five. Now they've added Money in the Bank. Oh, it's short change though, ain't it? If you've got Mania to... Money in the bank. Yeah, and what if you got money in the bank? Would your season ticket go until the person cashed in? Oh, that'd be a good season ticket. No. Otherwise, well, you, you don't know. Yeah, it's but you wouldn't, gamble, get a, you wouldn't get a gamble. season finale then, would you? You'd have to get a season finale, which would be the cash-in. No, but the season finale would be them winning the briefcase. No, yeah, that's on the episodes. I don't know. Because oh, otherwise, would, would you be pissed off that if they cashed in that night... I'd always be pissed off. Because your season ticket would be over. Well, no, because you've got closure. But you've got closure with, with, you know, maybe 30 less rules to go to. On the plus side, you'd have 30 well, less With two briefcases, what's the, what's the chance of both briefcases now, like, being cashed in on the same night? So you're now hanging out waiting for Carmella to cash in hers? Yes, you've got a while. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't know what you were spilling there, but you... Dyslexia, <laughs> isn't it? It could be anything. <laughs> Um, I started just seeing it in my head. It's the new um, free agents. F A U C K E D. Falked. F A U C K E D. You are fucked, you see. Because I'm dating Corey. Allegedly. Allegedly. Careful. That'll bury us in our graves if we. Get that out of there. Oh, oh come on. Stay down. It's a sterling joke there. <laughs> oh. oh, there's no need for that. We've gone too far now. <laughs> Do you even get that <laughs> reference? Yeah. If you, <laughs> if you get it, you get the if you get it, you get the keys to the kingdom. Alright. <laughs> alright, alright. <laughs> Uh, so yeah I've got, an, right. ECW season, <laughs> got an ECW season ticket on the way I've ordered it it's should be here that. by the time this segment finishes I don't know if you can tell by us talking about season tickets and salacious gossip from WWE not a lot happens in this episode sha 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 we get highlights of Hack the sha sha and Paul Oreo again from earlier in the show a masked man comes out and attacks Hack Myers and puts the Oreo cookie on top of him. Who is this masked man? Like, who is it? I really don't know. 
Oh, you don't know? I don't know. I guess it's someone who's going to face 911 eventually, I would assume. Robo by the size animal. and stature of him. Robot animal. Could be. <laughs> but yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't know who it was. So that's exciting. Um, so we had that. Then we saw about two seconds of Shane versus Marty, a one that we dedicated 38 minutes of the last show building to. And we saw 10 seconds, if that. Yeah, literally just a quick thing and it was done. And I thought, oh, he's wearing his outfit from WrestleMania 7. And that was my takeaway from that. They didn't even tell us who won. But then I suppose by the next segment, we kind of assume Did you we need do know. To be I, I went off my gut instinct that Marty Jannetty wasn't the new ECW World Everett Champion. Oh, and that kind of, I was crushed. You smashed. Smashed. Axed. E. Reminds me of that, that time that um, Crush attacked Macho Man and made him bite his tongue. They, they oh, had, man, that was horrible. They had, dropped a whole, him on the... had a whole feud because he made him bite his tongue. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> That's when he was bad Crush. He was evil. So, yeah, he, he wasn't Conan Crush, he was evil Crush. No, he he got rid paint. of the brown hair, went all bleach black hair and did the face paint. Yeah. But not the demolition face paint. Not different. He, he got. It's weird. I've never seen someone repackaged as the same person like so much. Like, he was crush and crush and crush, and always crush. There's always a gimmick change, but he just was always crush. It's yeah. True. They were. They were happy for him to still be crush. Well, if you look at everyone else, like Rikishi, for example, he was like when he was the Sultan. He was never Rikishi and. When he was Rikishi later on, he was never sort of the same Rikishi that was, you know, Fatu and... Smash was Repo Man, weren't he? Yeah, he wasn't just called Smash, which would have worked for a guy who stole stuff. I suppose the only person that potentially is giving him a run for his money would be Bray Wyatt. No, because he was Husky Harris. He's also called Husky Harris. Okay. But after that. Oh, after Eat that. of Worlds and now the Firefly. Whatever. Huh. So we went to a promo by the Triple Threat. And they now have all the gold. They have all the gold. Who remembered that Dean was the TV champion? I know I didn't. I didn't. When he came up TV champion, I went, oh, oh yeah, of course he's still got the belt. He's never defended it. You would think. He's never on TV. I know, you would think. The idea of the TV title would be this title is defended on TV. I've not seen him d- defend it once. He, he won it and that was it. He I was think, done. I think Jason was more of a fighting champion than the shooter Dean Malenko. Jason was a great champion. I think Jason thought Dean Malenko won it for him. Do they even talk anymore? I don't think they're even. No. Because he's gone off with. Um, who's the he other? Even talk, the giant he doesn't even talk. Cookie. And he didn't even talk at all. I must admit, he's got to have some like set of like promo skills to be able to just stand there, with a complete straight look on your face, looking up and not saying a word while the franchise won't shut up. He was just worried it's going to be 38 minutes. Oh, crikey. He narfed likes the sound of his own voice. <laughs> this great how sport. is he the flagship guy for this? How is he the... Oh, sorry, the franchise, the franchise of this bloody world company. 
Yeah, but if you'd have your way, it'd be Flyboy Rocco Rock, so... Oh, I'll be better than him. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'll agree to disagree. No. No. <laughs> I suppose he's that good. He made it. I suppose when he got to WWE, he made it, didn't he? So I suppose I'm proved wrong. Oh, wait. He was actually in WWE in about I know. two months, didn't he? Could give him the belt and then he loses it to Razor Ramon. You, you realise that you're comparing him to the public enemy who just got beaten the shit out of in WCW and WWE. At least their promos are better. No. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, they're about the same length of time, but no. No. They still don't call out people that don't even work in the company. I mean, I get that it's a bit far-fetched, but they're no way even on his level. Like Shane I don't know. If, at the moment, he's just not... You, you, you've known him like all your life, so I suppose you're kind of... You see him as he's great. Maybe he does come great, but like seeing him from the start... He just annoys together, me. He just annoys me. It's all right. It's fair enough. Find out if he makes you a Mount Rushmore in a couple of episodes. Well, Yeah. I was yeah. thinking about that during this episode. That's nice. That makes me think that... Actually, I was going to say, because it spoil things. Um... <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to give you a Mount Rushmore now, aren't you? I was. I was just... No, I was just going to ruin the end of the show. <laughs> um, yeah, so Triple Threat is here. They, they, like I said, Shane Douglas um, announces the Triple Threat, basically saying that four used to mean something, now three means something. And then, like I said, it, it's weird because two of these actually go on to be in the Four Horsemen. Yeah. So it's kind of a bit like, that's awkward, you know. Does he mess up at the end? Malenko puts one finger up. He puts two fingers up. And I assumed that then Benoit would put three fingers up. But no, Benoit puts one finger up. And so then the franchise then puts one finger up. So did he mess up? Probably. He's got a habit of messing up. Is that just me who noticed that? Or is it? Yeah, I didn't notice that. And I don't know whether it's because... Is, is it that he messed up or he improvised because you're right and Benoit was meant to put three fingers up and didn't? That could be right. That could be the same, that way round because obviously... Going along them, it would make sense one, two, three. But since we went one, two, one, and then franchise one, one, changed one. to one. Oh, imagine someone held nine fingers. Oh, look who it is. Diamond I thought one. Malenko was going to hold up two fingers. I thought it was going to be how many belts they got each. Oh, he wouldn't shut up either, would he? Jesus. What, Malenko? Yeah. yeah. I thought, I thought no, one, no one could like shut up the franchise but Malenko. The shooter. In this sport, this sport. The <laughs> uh, so they've got all the gold. So obviously, yeah, Milinko and Benoit defeated Taz and Sabu. Even Biggest though... heel fraction ever. Uh, what even... a heel! What a heel promo! <laughs> yeah, you wait till we get more great public enemy things. You know, you do get on. To, you don't get what I mean. Huh? You don't get what I'm saying. Oh, is you referencing the end of the show? Yeah, I am. Okay, no, I don't then. Um, so <laughs> next we get Cactus Jack versus DC Drake, the guy we've all been waiting for. 
Who the I, hell is this guy? I love the fact that Joey Styles sold this as if I should really be impressed that DC Drake has just burst his way out of this. And I don't know who the fuck he is. I, think... I didn't know who he is. I read on Wikipedia who he was, and I still didn't know who he was. <laughs> I, I feel like if I was watching at the time, I lived in New York, went to these shows all the time and surrounding wrestling shows, I wouldn't fucking know who he was. <laughs> no. But what if you were a season ticket holder? No, because you'll probably never see him again. You might know who he was because he sits three seats down from you. Easy. And crazy enough, the only bit on Wikipedia that he had, ECW, is this episode, and it gave away everything. <laughs> well, this write. is it, we don't see him again. He retires after this. Probably. He's saving grace well, in this once, match. Once you've lived your dream. Now, he's saving grace in this match. Is at the end of the match when someone runs down and realizes they fucked up their running and doesn't know what to do. So it sort of awkwardly falls out the ring and sort of Drake fights them to give them some sort of credibility. That. He's just fortunate that Cadiz Jack didn't pick up. Someone offered Cadiz Jack a hard hat to hit him with. Who brings a hard hat into arena? Season uh, to get out. You yeah. guys pick up the hard hat. That was crazy. Well, to be fair, it did come free with a season ticket. Oh, free. oh, that's why I haven't got a season ticket. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, so th- this match, again, it's a nothing match. There's no massive standout things. All the action happens. Obviously, DC Drake is here because San- he's replaced the Sandman since he's on his 21-day disabled lift for having a massive head concussion. Brain concussion. Yeah. Brain concussion, isn't he? Yeah. Um, Cactus gets a fairly easy win. Sandman attacks Cactus after the match. I started putting with my notes, I was like, Sandman attacks him, but Cactus started to fight back. By the time I sort of wrote that, I looked up and Sandman was beating him up again, so they just go back and forth <laughs> until they fall to the outside. And the black sheet sort of falls on top of the Sandman near the box that DC Drake came out of. Sandman rolls back in the ring with the black sheet over him. Um, Cactus goes in and fights him, pulls the black sheet off to reveal that it is not Sandman. It is indeed Cactus. No, it's not. Your mother is a whore. Your mother is a whore. Terry Funk is back. And to be fair, this is a pretty fucking sweet moment. I thought they did the swap perfectly as well. Yeah, I mean that 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 trick was was brilliantly done like i knew from the, the steal of the episode which kind of was a bit of a spoiler <laughs> that there's two people in the ring with um matching stars and stripes yeah things yeah. so if anything i would not have expected it if it wasn't i was waiting for someone to come down in the stars and stripes and i was like who's it gonna be who's it gonna be so kind of the steel ruined it for me it was an amazing moment and they i couldn't they didn't even mess it up i tried to look for it to be messed up and it they didn't it was perfect. Yeah, it was absolutely perfect. I thought the crowd reaction was fucking perfect. I thought the moment they both sort of just stood there and stared at each other, like this moment in time, was fucking yes. perfect. And all the the back when they showed the backstory earlier on, Cactus Jack would name drop Terry Funk multiple times, and it was it was all leading to it. And it was just big, big fan of this. Yeah. Um, most of this. I wasn't a fan yeah. of um I wasn't a fan of 
headshots i started to cringe yeah so basically funk and sandman attack him with a singapore cane and people run in as well um and wow these these cane shots were insane do you think yeah that they're not it's not as hard as it do you think the cane isn't as hard as we think it is no but it makes a noise no i think they literally don't give a fuck because crikey they didn't even hold back and I was actually like cringing like please stop and they still well you can see from the state of the cane at the end of it like yeah, they just they just wailed on people I, I think their attitude was let's make people believe oh crikey I bet I bet I think that was I think that was their the mentality believed it still real yeah. to me damn it yeah do you know what I mean I, I think their, their attitude was the whole sort of old school you know, a lot of the other show might have been predetermined, but this bit was fucking real. I think they were going for that kind of thing because it was yeah. crazy. Absolutely fucking crazy. But great. So they continue to be. Obviously, like I said, old, um, what's his face? DC Drake saved some guy who came down, didn't know what to do, so awkwardly fell out the ring and started fighting with DC Drake. Weirdest mix of people running in to make the save. He was. At first, I had no idea who they were, and I thought they were just fans from, from the crowd. And then, obviously, I think the first person I knew was Chad Austin. I mean, why is Chad Austin coming out? I thought he was in Smoky yeah. Mountain. <laughs> no idea. It was all sudden, some in the back, back room was like, right, just run out there. Just run out there. Um, which led to, obviously, Tommy... <laughs> Tommy Dreamer coming out. Yeah. And I love Tommy. He's the most uncool, cool person going at this stage. He really is. In his head, he sort of thinks, I'm going to do this thing that's going to look really cool. So he comes out and they swing the cane and he sort of ducks it. And they swing again and he sort of ducks it. And it just looked really just awkward. <laughs> then he refuses to hit um, Terry Funk. Funk. Yeah, I thought, God, this is... I mean, this is the second protege that Terry Funk has turned on in a year. It's part of it, though, isn't it? Three, if you count Cactus Jack. And I thought that um, Tommy Dreamer was forever... One every four months. He's forever in love with Sandman, wasn't he? Because he blinded him for that little bit. Yeah. What would Sandman do? Yeah. Peaches. Oh. And, um... Yeah, so that happened. And it led to the biggest heel in the company, the world heavyweight champion, the franchise. Shane Douglas comes running to the ring with his belt, brother. And, um, yeah, awkwardly stands there. They talk about a new, new triple threat. With four of them. With four of them. I mean, I'm no mathematician, but... You know, the old... I think woman yeah. was saying like she'd be one of the four members. The four members of the triple threat. I think she was pointing out like she'd be. The... I don't. She wasn't saying four horsemen. I swear she. Took... She was saying four horsemen. Like I think she's basically saying they'd be the new four horsemen. Yeah. And Shane was just like, four horsemen are dead. It's all about the triple threat. And um, the show ended. The credits popped up. As they were standing in the ring still, but the show didn't finish. And then Shane sort of um, splattered the other two with the belt and saved Cactus Jack. Yeah, the credit thing's through me because obviously ECW so far, 
we're known for these things to just stop, like thinking, oh, maybe next episode of fill in the blank. So for it to continue a little bit. So obviously, I read when I read about what's his name, DC Drake, DC Drake. It said like Tommy Dreamer and Shane Douglas run down and chase them all off, and I'm like, yeah, I'm sure Wikipedia got that wrong. Why the hell would Shane Douglas come down and like? be a face and then when the credits came up I went oh maybe we don't see anything and then it happened I was like I have no idea why he's just come out and done that I mean there was a a ton of foreshadowing in the he was he'd cut a promo on Cactus Jack and talked about them being trained together and you know coming through and blah 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 so there's foreshadowing there but it still is just drastically out of character hmm for him to, and I know that is, uh, you know, and this is the problem we have with ECW in this time is everyone's a tweener, everyone's, you know, shades of grey. So, you know, good and bad depends on where they stand in that feud at that given time. But yeah, it, it it's just a very odd setup. I'm guessing he can just turn around and say like. I've got the triple threat. No one can tell me what to do. I wasn't there to save anyone. I just, I don't know. It's just weird. I mean, yeah, or he could, so he's got the, cause I mean, we're again last week in the 45 minute promo. Um, there was a lot about, uh, Terry Funk and Terry Funk, you know, having to be retired and how much he hates Terry Funk and blah, blah, blah. So there's, there's, there's layers to it. Cause you know, you've got the hatred for Terry Funk. You've got the respect for, the guy that came up with him but yeah yeah just a weird um ending to the show yeah no massively i mean obviously we'll find out where we're going with it but it it just seems when you're trying to establish this massive heel group just weird to pick a fight with the other top heels wouldn't even mind if it was like that was another episode but it was literally like the segment before this yes <laughs> yeah or even if there was like you know Shane had a match before and they sort of like knocked him on the way past or something or there, there was yeah. some sort of there was something but um, apart from Cactus Jack who would you really say is the top face in ECW at the moment who's Dreamer Exactly. Feuding against Raven. But again, against... what, what the fuck is Dreamer getting involved? He's got a whole feud with Raven. You know, you've got... That's the main face. I'd say it's probably Dreamer. Obviously, you've got Whitbrick, who's a massive face, but he's 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 just there as a kind of... So obviously, Taz and Sabo, Cactus Jack, I guess, sort of. No, well, I'm just... Sabu's hardly on TV at all. Like, anyway. Yeah. No, because I'm just sitting there thinking, like, who would you put in a heavyweight title feud? With Shane Douglas. I'm guessing by this time, Simmons has gone, has he? Um, no. Simmons ain't gone to WWE by now. Uh, no, he still has another... I know he at least has one more match. Okay. I suppose 9-1-1. 9-1-1. Um, I suppose you've got Hey, Hey, Hey. <laughs> but I think Dream is a bigger face than him. Has Hey, Hey gone to WWE by now? No, he still sticks around for a while because he... And that's what he does as well. But um, I'm just trying to think who's an actual face that could challenge for the World Heavyweight title that's not just someone brought in. 
because every person that he seems to be fired at the moment is someone they've brought in. Mm. Uh, is he still feuding with Tully? Who knows? I mean, he seems to be. Because he, none of it seems to be finished. Yeah, because I know, spoilers, it's one of the thumbnails, them fighting, so... But I don't know if that's a new match or the old match or the revenge match where he gets like this version of that match and mm. mental. But overall, what do you think? Ending great. Uh, the episode as a whole. Uh... Yeah, I mean, enjoyed the triple threat stuff. I think they're pretty cool. Um, Terry Funk moment. 100% made it for me. Everything else was all right, but that as like, a scene from like where he sort of had the sort of the sheet over him to get in the ring and the reveal amazing yeah i mean so my my the weird bit that i liked more than i probably should have done was um raven tommy dreamer and raven just just absolutely refusing to fight as tommy's like desperately trying to get to him um i thought that was really cool and and ruined actually by Raven then kind of going for him. I liked the whole kind of, it's not that time yet, it's not the time yet, and just like not engaging with him. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, the bit that annoyed me more than it, it should have done was uh, Terry Funk's selling. When anyone was trying to get any heat on him in the beatdown, um, even down to when he was taking like belt shots and whatever, he was just uh, all over the place with it. He He just wasn't selling at all for it and yeah. that kind of annoyed me slightly um but the highlight has to be the um the switch between sandman and funk and when that came down and terry funk was standing there next to cactus you could feel just every single person in the the season tickets of the ecw arena take a big sharp breath in um and lose their shit um and i thought it was really it? good We'll stay on the line. Influenced twin magic. I yeah yeah I can see that. Bella's took a lot from it. Yeah yeah. It reminded me. The first thing I thought was Bella's. Who exactly. did, didn't they debut on ECW? Is is that because you saw sheets and a main event angle and you thought of Bella's? Um, do you say sheets or shit? <laughs> I mean, I I, I was making reference to them sleeping their way to the top, but uh, your joke works as well. I know, I was trying to steer away from that reference. Oh, I've already pissed off Corey Graves and whoever else. All allegedly. Allegedly, good lords. We're getting extreme, aren't we? <laughs> We're acting like it's 1995. Um, thank you very much for listening. This has been Sports Arena and ReCW. Please make sure you like, subscribe on multiple outlets. Search for us. We're everywhere. And if we're not, we will be. Um, head over to Twitter and Instagram at underscore Sports Arena where you can get loads of cool, crazy stuff. And we talk about modern day wrestling as well, like Raw and SmackDown and NXT and anything else that goes on in our minds. Like MLW, that's pretty cool. Um, yes, it is. Yeah. So apart from that, I think that's everything from us, from me anyway. So I'll say goodbye and then let nature take course. So it's my favourite part of the show. It's it's the point where Griff gives us his dramatic reading of, of uh, something that inspired me throughout the show. And for this one, 
um, I was I was moved by the final segment and the beatdown of um, everyone by the new power couple of Terry Funk and Sandman. Um, and as nameless, faceless person after nameless, faceless person ran out to the ring and got caned the living shit out of, I, I didn't know who was going to come to save Cactus Jack from this beatdown. And I really felt that we needed a hero and I was holding out for that hero to come. Uh, and I didn't expect it to be the franchise. Uh, so, uh, in the words of Bonnie Tyler, over to you, Griff. I'll try not to sing this. <clears throat> <laughs> where have all the good men gone? And where are all the gods? Where is the streetwise Hercules to fight the rising odds? Isn't there a white knight? Upon a fiery steed, late at night, I toss and I turn, ooh, and I dream of what I need. I need a hero. I'm holding out for a hero till the end of the night. He's got to be strong, and he's got to be fast, and he's got to be fresh from the fight. I need a hero. I'm holding out for a hero. Till the morning light. He's got to be sure. And he's got to be soon. And he's got to be larger than life. Larger than life. And he's got to know what to do with it. My franchise. 